You're listening to the Close to Home Podcast, where we believe your home should feel like your favorite place, not just a space. Tune in to get your questions answered, hear from experts, and learn the newest trends, how-tos, and stories to live your best life at home. If you're ready to learn about the housing market, get your financial house in order, be entertained, or make your best life at home, this show is for you. Now here's your host, realtor, educator, investor, and dog lover, Brennan Klaus. Hey there, welcome back to Close to Home. We are super excited today for our next guest. This is Brennan and Tracy. And we are so excited today to have Ethan Stoll joining us. Ethan, do you want to say hi? Hi, gang. How you doing? Thanks for having me on. So uh, we thought it'd be really an interesting um, idea to have you on the podcast uh, today because we today is March 12th and we have almost been in COVID for a whole year now. And if we go back one year from today, um, this is when everything was starting to shut down. And, you know, for those of you that are tuning in from other parts of the country, um, Ethan Stoll, he's a huge restaurant guy here in Seattle, born and raised in Seattle. The reason I know Ethan is because he and my husband went to high school together. I feel like it, everybody in Seattle knows Ethan Stoll, but if you're joining us from outside of Seattle, um, Ethan, Ethan plays a huge part in uh, the dynamics in the city of Seattle. So um, anyways, going back one year ago, you know, when COVID first started, Ethan, I- I'm dying to know, like, what were you thinking when all of this started going down? Was it a, oh shit moment? Or was it, oh, this is gonna pass, we'll be fine? Uh, it was definitely not the second one. I wasn't feeling super optimistic at the time. Uh, you know, it was it was a tough time. I mean, I've never had to, Never had to go through and, and, and systematically shut down restaurant by restaurant. Uh, we, we thought it would be temporary, but it lasted so much longer. So it was just it was just a really intense, you know, intense time. It's it's still a grind. It's still intense. I mean, I mean, we're feeling a, we're feeling a little more optimistic these days because it feels like it's kind of coming towards uh, the beginning of the end. Uh, but we're not there yet, you know. So, but yeah, a year ago was tough. So a year ago, um, last March, how many restaurants or, you know, spaces did you have going? We had uh, about 25. And so, I mean, how did you go about this back then? I mean, what did you, who helped you? What did you do? How did you know what to do? I mean, I know you have a huge team, but, you know, this is crisis mode. Um, Yeah, I'll tell you, it wasn't, it wasn't easy. It wasn't fun. It was, um, it was super intense. It was super sad. I don't know if it was a benefit or not, but we went through the recession, so we kind of had an idea of what we needed, what we needed to do. Um, so, I mean, I went around to every restaurant and, and talked to people individually about what was what was going on, not only in the business or, or in relation to their, you know, you know, to their jobs, their employment, their, you know, you know, their coworkers, but also like what's happening in the world and in our country and what they needed, what they needed to prepare themselves themselves for. Uh, you know, it took me four days of all day long meetings going location to location because we didn't want to gather people in groups. So, uh, yeah, it was just, it was, a, it was, I, I've said uh, it many times and I still hold it to be true. It was the four worst days of my career. So we got our, our team, you know, our, I mean, our HR, you know, our, our entire executive team kind of dug in 
And we were like, hey, we got to get people information, whatever we can. So we spent, you know, everybody knew it was it was something something big was happening. So we spent, you know, you know, three, four days really preparing a ton of stuff, really going forward and talking to everybody and giving them as much information as we could uh, because we didn't know what was going on either. So what did you decide to do? Did you decide hey, we're going to close some restaurants. There's some restaurants where we'll still or we'll still offer takeout or like, how did you decide what's what, who's who, what's going to happen? You know, uh, it, I will. First off, I'll say it all happened so fast that I, that I don't I probably don't actually exactly remember. But we 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 shut everything down. Um, uh, took a, oh, I think it was a full week to kind of regroup and come up with a plan. Then we opened up the neighborhood restaurants for takeout only. And there was, you know, just limited staff. And, you know, some people didn't want to come on. And, you know, some people didn't want to go back to work. And some people were like, fine, let's do it. Um, and um, uh, it was all intense. And, you know, I'm super proud of the team of putting together a plan fast and us coming up with a program and, and implementing it, with, you know, within a week. But it was just surreal. It was, uh, you didn't, it was like, I can't believe I'm actually doing this right now. Right. And so it during that time, you had projects going too. I mean, stuff that was in the works, right? That hadn't opened yet. Did that just completely halt, or did you did you say, "Hey, I just I still want to do this. Let's keep on with the path." All, all the projects that we had going forward, uh, we still eventually, once construction could start again, we decided to keep going with them because you know we had we had obligations. We had leases signed. You know, we had uh, budgets in place to build these restaurants. You know, and we and we built one, two three, four, five, six, seven restaurants in the pandemic, and we've only opened two of them. So we've got a bunch of restaurants sitting around waiting to open at some point, you know? And they will open, right? Yeah, I mean, eventually they'll, yeah. eventually they'll all open. And we still have a couple more we have to get done, you know? So the timing was not ideal, uh, but we feel fortunate that we're in a spot where we can just make the best of a horrible situation. And we kept things going. I mean, you know, we, I mean, we have, you know, 2020 was meant to be a big growth year for us, and Maybe it's 21 or 22 now for that growth year, but we're, you know, we're, we're still going to do it. But you guys have pivoted. I mean, let's talk about some of the things that, you know, so yes, you're shut down. Yes, you can only do takeout. Then, you know, we can open at 25% and then indoor dining closes. I mean, you guys are really going through the ringer. What have you done to, you know, like differentiate, say, hey, you know, we're doing takeout, but we're also doing this. We're also doing that. I mean... No, I mean, I think, you know, I mean, I think it's the whole past year we have been uh, constantly trying to do small things and big things to kind of reinvent and improve what we're doing, right? We did uh, outdoor seating, which started off with tents, and then we re then we found a guy, to, you know, a guy named Scott Carty who does backspace sheds to do a bunch of wooden structures for us. The main thing we wanted to do more than anything else was, you know, stay top of mind to our customers, you know. We've done a ton of like online uh, cooking classes, both for companies, for ourselves and for charity events. We've done a ton of stuff with United Way. We really amped up our social media and our in our yeah. mailing list. You know, we start doing, you know, instead of a mailing list once a month, we're doing it twice a week now. Controlled creativity is kind of what I think is the best way to, you know, to kind of describe it. And we're scrappy. We're gritty. Uh, yeah. We're smart. We're organized. I mean, we're, you know, we'll get through this thing. Um but, you know, I mean, it's not just it's not just me, man. It's the team. Yeah, great people. You know, they're really bought in. I mean, I think, you know, if we went into this thing without, I mean, I, I think our biggest strength is our is our company culture. Are you finding yourself? Are you having to motivate the team? You know, like we have to think differently. Like I know you've maybe never done takeout at this location before, but here's what we got to do. Or are, is everyone pretty much on board 
just ready to do what they have to do. Everybody's everybody was scared, right? They didn't know what was going to happen or where things were going to go. So whoever was going to have the most calming voice and say, "Hey, we're going to guide you through this," was fine, you know. And and you know, I mean, and it's and it was easier because you weren't in it alone, right? And and you know, and to their credit, they wrote their sleeves. You know, they they trust the plan we put out, and uh, uh, I think our culture has gotten stronger because, you know, they trusted us. And, and, and we didn't let them down, right? You know, they weren't struggling, you know, I mean, to, you know, to pay their vendors or anything like that. We were yeah. just organized. We went into this thing in a good spot. So, but I mean, you're, you know, I know you personally, but you're a human being. You're going home at night. You've got two little kids, you know? I mean, mm-hmm. are you, you know, in your like quieter moments, are you just kind of sitting there going like WTF? Or were you feeling like, okay, we got this, I'm good. I mean, you know, I, I didn't really, it doesn't really matter how I'm feeling, right? My job is to make sure everybody knows everything's going to be okay. And, and I knew everything would be okay uh, because we had, we had taken the necessary hard steps at the beginning. It, but it was really about getting people to, getting people to believe it. Like, hey, we're all going to be fine. You either want to do it with us or somebody else. And everybody's like, we'll rather do it with you. And on the inside, for me personally, you know, I mean, I've worked, I've, I've been in the restaurant ownership um, um, position for 18 years now it feels bad to see I don't want to be dramatic and say life's work but to see all the blood sweat and tears you put in for the last two decades in a matter of a month is going to go in the garbage and not really know if that's you don't I mean you have an idea but not really have 100% knowledge that that it's all going to come back but I think you know just being in the restaurant industry you know, I think one of the things you've mastered and, you know, I learned quickly when Kevin and I were in it, there's so many times when you have to pivot quickly and you're always thinking on your feet. And granted, this was like a situation magnified, you know, to a level that we couldn't even imagine. But, you know, I mean, that's one thing that I've always admired about you. It's like if a concept or a restaurant isn't working, you're not going to beat a dead horse to the ground. You know, you're like, okay, it's not working. Move on. What's next? What is going to work? You know, I've seen you do that many times over the years. And, you know, I mean, I think that's really smart in business just to be able to pivot so quickly. I mean, you've done it with restaurants that, you know, you've put out there and it's like, you know what, it's not working. Let's switch it to something that does work, you know, and that has proven results. I mean, do you want to talk about that a little bit? The thing I learned early on in the restaurant industry under the ownership side of things, you got you you got to be organized and you got to be you got to be positive. Uh, employees that don't show up to work or bad Yelp reviews yeah. or whatever it is that can be frustrating, right? Um, yeah. uh, that, but you know, I mean, if you just remain positive, I mean, a lot of good things happen with that, particularly in the restaurant industry. And I love what I do, you know. I mean, I, I mean, I, you know, I, I mean, I, I, you know, I started off this thing. I started off as, as, a, as a as a cook and uh, went on to be a sous chef and a chef and an owner. Uh, and 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 I kind of. I mean, I knew what it was, and uh, um, I know what's going on with this thing. <laughs> you got to have fun. You got to love it. And uh, uh, and and fortunately, I do. Good times and bad. You know, I mean, and it's. I mean, it's and it's. And people think it's all about the food. You know, it's not really all about the food at all. Uh, that's that's a big piece of it, right, on the creative side. But it's the great people you get to work with. You know, the nice people you get to meet in the restaurants. Um, yeah. You know, so. Well, and I mean, it's not just restaurants that you do. You are, you know you are so, you you do so much with philanthropy in the city. I mean, United Way, the zoo, you know, I know you give to so many charities. You're always super, super generous. Do you want to talk a little bit about, 
what you have been involved in and, you know, what's near and dear to your heart in that regard? Sure. I mean, you know, you know, without getting super uh, in-depth and, and serious about it, you know, we know that there's, you know, everybody knows there's an eviction moratorium going on. So people can't get evicted. That doesn't mean their rent's not due, right? So we recognize that, as, as, you know, you know, at the early part of the, uh, of the, of the crisis, that we wanted to get involved with a solution to that. So we started, we started working with, with United Way, which has an eviction prevention program, uh, and we'll pay back rent. So uh, we wanted to make sure that we were part of, part of people coming out of this thing. United Way's got, you know, got some great programming for um, uh, uh, helping people out that have been kind of impacted heavily by, by the pandemic. So we wanted to partner with them, do some cooking yeah. classes, do some messaging. We've probably done you know, 40 or 50 of them. And, um, you know, I highly encourage people to get, uh, to get kind of educated about what's happening in their community. Uh, yeah. 2020 and 2021 aren't years that, 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 uh, uh, that, uh, that people should sit out on their philanthropic endeavors because, you know, the pandemic has been, uh, you know, it's been, it's been, you know, a tale of two sides, right. You know, you see a lot of people making a lot of money in the pandemic and a lot of people losing a lot of money. So yeah. the ones that are, that are on the negative side of things, we got to help out. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, and then what what else do you have any? I mean, not like you don't have enough on your plate right now because we know you do. But I mean, do you have anything in the works at the moment that you want to talk about? I mean, you're sitting in one right yeah. now. Yeah, we got a place called the Victor Tavern. I'm in right now. It's right next door to Rubenstein Bagels. Victor okay. Tavern are opening in, in the next several months. You know, we're waiting for Amazon employees to come back to work. We're at the Via Six, which is across the street from the Spears. We've got a top a lot of downtown. We're looking to open. Uh, we've got to get all our existing ones open, doing some stuff in some, maybe some stadiums, maybe some arenas coming up. We've got uh, two exciting projects coming up in Spokane and we're having fun. We're growing, we're working hard. And it wasn't all planned to be this compact, but it'll be fine. It'll be good. What do you, uh, we're really curious. What do you think restaurant life will look like after the pandemic? Do you think it'll go back to normal or never again be the same? I don't think it'll totally go back to normal. I think there'll probably be some more, uh, social distancing and sanitation practices put in place. Um, I hope uh, that uh, that as many restaurants come back as possible. Obviously, there's been a bunch that have been lost in the pandemic. You know, three thousand at this point in the state of Washington. I, I hope that uh, I hope the city learns about how fragile the restaurant industry is, and we work together to kind of make it a little bit more of a stable industry. You know, I would love to see uh, outdoor dining be as strong as it is uh, in the future as it is right now. Also, you know, to go to go food's going to keep on happening. I hope people stop using delivery apps because uh, they're just predatory and they take money out of uh, out of restaurants. So we, we don't really use them. I know a lot of people feel the pressure to. So hopefully those will just go away. That'd be great. So people are getting to go food from their restaurants, from their, you know, just go pick it up. Uh, but yeah, I and mean, I think ultimately, I think the restaurant industry probably end up being a little stronger. Obviously, I feel bad for the people that have been uh, have lost their businesses during this past year. Uh, but I think the future is pretty bright. Um, okay, well, let's end this on a fun note. Um, I would love to know what, out of all your restaurants, what is your favorite dish? Oh, that's tough. I mean, it's not possible to say. You know, there's a bunch of things. Um, you know, it's not possible. The, Come on. Well, I mean, I love a lot of the food that, that we're doing at Habakkuk Wolf. Yeah. On Queen Anne and Madison Park. I love the wood-fired grilled meats from Staple and Fancy. We worked on this pop-up called Pinchy Boys, uh, which is a lobster roll concept. I think that's great. So, I mean, a bunch of stuff, you know. Yeah, yeah. 
We're certainly huge fans. And we just talked about this morning, everyone who refers us clients, they get an ESR gift card. As thank, you. thank you. Appreciate it. We're yeah. definitely fans. <laughs> yeah. Super fans. Uh, well, well, we appreciate it. Thank you. Ethan, thank you so much for, for joining us today and, you know, just talking about your experience and sharing and, um, Really, I mean, other than going to the restaurants, what's the best way that we can support you and your employees? I mean, obviously, come in. Don't use delivery, right? Get your ass in there and pick it up. Yeah, get your ass in there and pick it up. Uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, people, people supporting. You know, you know, that's the main thing. You know, if you're yeah. talking about any additional help, tell them the city officials that we want those patios to stick around. That'd be good for the entire industry. But for yeah. the most part, I mean, we're in the hospitality industry. We, we just want to have you guys come in. And, 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 you know, let us make you some food and then uh, everybody have a good time. Oh, I love it. Okay, awesome. well, I, I, I'd love to come to Staple and Fancy. Tell Kevin to text me. Okay, all right. <laughs> thank yeah, you thank you so that. much for your time. Yeah, thank all right. you. Yeah, no, you guys, thank you for the time. I appreciate you guys and thanks for having me on. Uh, awesome. You guys take care. All, all right, right, thanks. Have all a right. good one. Thanks, guys. Be well. For listening to the Close to Home podcast. Dive into the show notes for this episode and all past episodes at close to homepodcast.com. If you love the show, share it with a friend and be sure to rate and review us on iTunes or wherever else you get your podcasts. You can also find us on social media with the hashtag close to home podcast. Thanks for tuning in.